Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I've considered getting back on birth control, but at this point, because I had to cleanse my body and everything I went through, not being on it for almost a year now, I just can't imagine going back on it. Just was yeah. so some guy can come inside of me, I'm good. Disgusting. Come uh, on yourself. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta, and happy 4th of July. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I have been feeling a bit up and down with my emotions, a bit low. I am on my period but maybe it's my hormone imbalance. So I don't know what it is, but yeah, I just been going through it and I just wanted to share it since I know that it's summer right now and there's sun and vitamin D is supposed to make us all super happy and everyone's so happy on social media, but I've definitely been going through my emotions and I've been feeling a lot of different feelings. I've been feeling a lot of self-reflection and self growth and a lot of it has not been fun because it was me just paying attention to things about myself that I don't like and I want to fix and it's been going through different shames and all these emotions but that has nothing to do with today's Tuesday episode I just really wanted to share especially if anyone else right now is not having a 10 out of 10 day every day of their summer because they're not on a boat on some billionaire's money in Capri, Italy or whatever it is. So that's that. But don't worry. Guess what? Feelings fade and they go away. That's exactly what we discussed with Adelaide Kane on Thursday's episode. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, please go check it out. It's it's such a beautiful episode and it's so raw and it's so amazing. It's one of my favorite episodes that I've done. And Adelaide is one of my good friends and she shared so many thought-provoking comments and the discussions that we had to the point that we decided today, me and my producers on the podcast, we decided that we are going to share the rest of the episode on today's Tuesday episode because the episode with Adelaide, we had such good conversation, ended up going a little too long. Normally we cut a lot of parts out in order to fit an episode and to keep it short. But because many of you love the episode so much, I said, why not give you the uncensored and the rest of the episode that we were just going to never post. So today you will get the rest of the episode that we weren't planning on sharing, more raw conversation about the woman body, some stuff we did recently, including something that Adelaide recently did that she didn't share with anyone, and now she will be happy to share that with everyone. And also just, you know, happiness and sadness and all those emotions. But yeah, if you haven't had a chance to check out last week's episode, definitely do. Um, Definitely one of my favorite parts that really struck a chord with me was about when Adelaide mentioned how, you know, 
can't depend on feelings. And it's something that I've been researching recently, and I'll probably address it in an episode in July. But I really love that. And it really changed my perspective about things because I'm always so scared of my own feelings. And I always get so scared to tell people that I love them. But I'm never scared to tell people when I hate them because my rage, you know, that's just, ugh. And the reason I'm always so afraid to tell people that I love them is I'm afraid that I may change my mind the next day and I'm afraid to hurt anyone. And you don't realize the feelings, you can't trust them. You can't depend on them because they fade. But it's all about choosing people and choosing to be kind to people and choosing a person every single day. You choose to love them. And that really put me at ease when I realized about how we choose the people who are in our lives and we get to choose them every single day. And as long as we keep choosing them, regardless if they made us mad or sad or anything like that, then, you know, it's going to be okay. Whether it's your family, it's your friend, it's your lovers. And that really changed my perspective on so many things that I've been recently feeling and thinking about. So that was amazing. And that episode is also up on Almost Adulting YouTube. I think this episode today will also be up on almost adulting YouTube, but definitely subscribe to this podcast right now. If you're not already subscribed, please leave me a nice, sweet review in the podcast app if you enjoyed today's episode, last week's episode. And also check out my episode on Jay Shetty's podcast on Purpose that just came out on Friday. Anyway, you guys, happy 4th of July to my American besties and happy Tuesday (laughs) to my European besties and Middle East besties and my besties in Asia and Africa. Oh my God, the fact that I don't know the rest of the continents. (laughs) I'm so smart in certain things and just so not as smart in other things. I'm not going to say stupid or or anything like that because I don't, because, you know, the words that you say to yourself matter. Now I'm just blabbing on. But you know what? Before I recorded this intro, I was feeling down. I thought I was going to cry, and now I feel better talking to you. So I hope you enjoy today's episode as much as I did, and I love you. And if you're having a bad day, don't forget, it's just a bad day, not a bad life, and tomorrow's a new day. Love you. Bye. Okay, cool. When is outrage coming? I don't know, man. I've got no idea. Right. A lot of times when actors film something, you just never know when it's coming out. Yeah, and I, and I didn't shoot it with like a really big production company that has like a regularly slated, yeah. like they don't have a slate. It's like an independent production. So it'll come out when it comes out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I had a lot of fun. I got to hang out in the countryside in France during the pandemic for like two months. So. And when you're doing Grey's Anatomy where you're a regular, how are you able to also do Star Trek? Uh, that was before I started okay, on that's Grace. that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did like one episode on Star Trek, so I like I thought I remember. Over. But yeah. when I was like re-googling you. Back when my hair was short. Yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah. It was during the end of the pandemic The or end of the pandemic, yeah. All right. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Good to be here. All right. So let's start with kind of the fun things. So I like to kind of give questions for my guests to kind of break the ice. So what would you say the one thing most people don't know about you? Something most people don't know about me. I don't know. I feel like I've been in the public eye for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And there isn't a lot of things that haven't been out there in the universe. Do you have any tattoos? I do. I have four. Do people know that about you? I don't know if they know I have four tattoos. (laughs) Yeah, I've got this one, a little ladybug. I have a key on one of my ribs and then like a... A, a sketch of like a queen on my other set of ribs and then I have a little potion bottle in my right hip so I think that's the one that people wouldn't know about because right nobody sees it it's like yeah in my hip I'm not like out there flashing my hips yeah you know what do your tattoos mean what is it for 
No, it's not bad. My tattoos are all for sort of different things. Um, Ladybug is because my family calls me Ladybug. It's like a nickname. And then the key is also like a family thing. Like my brother has a tattoo of a key. My mother has a key on a necklace. Like keys are like a thing okay. in my family. And then the the Queen sketch I got in honor of Rain because it was like the only show I've ever done where I was like the lead and it was really formative part of like my growing up and becoming an adult. I need a little potion bottle I just got on a whim. Okay. it's cute. Was that recent or a long time ago? A couple of years ago. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. If you weren't an actor, what do you think you'll be doing? You would be doing right now? Psychology. I'd be a psychologist. I'd be a therapist or a librarian because I really like books. Okay. (laughs) The two very different things. I really like books, but I'm also, I'm just fascinated by psychology and that's something I kind of like study and read about in my spare time. I feel like we're in Los Angeles. Everybody's crazy here. So of course we're all into like psychology. Yeah. Everyone on my podcast knows I read a lot about psychology and I have considered getting my PhD in psychology. I've thought about going back to school for it as well. And then it's like, well, college right. is like a nightmare. Yeah. And doing everything online when I don't know when I'm working and when I am working, I don't really have time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same way. But I do read a lot. I mean, I'm I'm really all about logic instead of I'll tell emotions. you what, I'll tell you what. I'll enroll if you enroll. <laughs> okay, fair. Deal. Deal. <laughs> and then if we get sick of all of this we can just open a practice together okay yeah, yeah yeah and then our therapist can be our assistant we share a therapist yeah we do share a therapist he's great uh, okay what's one question you would say you get asked a lot oh one question i get asked a lot you mean by like fans yes, or on the internet by fans i get asked about like the costumes on rain a lot Oh. Yeah, I that's like the main question I get. It's like, how oh, are the costumes? And the the answer is always the same. It's uncomfortable, but you get used to it. Did you get to keep any? No. No. Okay. Which was a bummer. I really wanted to, but Yeah. They were owned by the production company, not by the show. Oh. Mm-hmm. What would you say one question that you never got that you wish you would get from fans or the internet? Are you happy? <laughs> are you happy? Yeah. Yeah, generally speaking, I'm a pretty happy person. But yeah, a lot of people ask about like minutiae and they're not, people don't really ask like, like they're like, oh, what's your favorite memory? But they don't ask about like, oh, at what point, like, were you happiest in this process? Like Aww. what part of this made you happiest? They're like, what's your favorite? And I'm like, well, I have my favorite memories for different reasons and not all of them are joyful. Like right. sometimes I have a really happy, like my, one of my favorite memories of a show will be like a really difficult scene that I like pulled off at a very hard time in my life and I'm very proud of. But that doesn't make, it's not like a happy time. You know what I mean? Like some of the work that I've done has been really challenging emotionally. So yeah, I just, I feel like. That's a really good point. And now that I think about it, you're so right. I think so many times, especially because you said I'm a pretty happy person, m- me as well. Yeah. So you're right. I don't think that means we probably would get we get asked that much less. No. I think people Are think I'm a lot right more now? serious than I am as well. And like, because yeah. I'm not like super smiling, giggling all the time, but I am generally speaking like a very happy yeah. person. I try to be positive, like really positive a lot. Of In the my, time. When I wrote your description, I wrote, she's an Australian actor. She's a Leo. She's smart, sassy, serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think <gasps> my sense of humor is really dry as well. Yeah. So I think people think I'm like very serious and I'm like well, you, not. You are serious from our fr- me knowing you as long as I've known you, but I guess serious in a way where 
you want to learn about people and you want to solve things. So yeah. when I think of you as serious, I think about how you take things seriously in a way that you want to, you've always wanted to make your partners happy. So you take that seriously in a way where you've gone to therapy before you've talked to these, mm -hmm. this type of person in order to make something work. Like even in the past, whatever issues we've had, not between us, with other people or in our lives, I would be like, oh, just forget about it, move on from it. And then the way I considered you serious was more where you're like, well, no, I'm going to try to figure out how to make this work. Yeah. So I think that's what I mean when I think of you as serious. I think also the culture in the in the United States, like everybody in the U.S. is very like smiley and like laughy and like, you know, for you to be considered like a happy person in the United States, you need to be like laughing and cracking jokes and yeah. smiling all the time. And I'm like, that's, that hurts my face. I can't, <laughs> I yeah. can't. I got to smile a lot for like what I do for a living yeah. and like I'm happy on the inside. Trust me. No. Yeah. You're, you're a pretty happy person. Generally. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to be happy about. I'm just not like, Oh my God. All the time. What's your happiest moment this year? This year? Oh, so it's been a little bit of a, like a, a roller coaster. I don't know. There's been like a few happy moments this year. Like wrapping up the first season of Grey's was like really exciting and like bittersweet. It was like, Oh my God, we did it because we knew that we, we know that we have another season mm -hmm. after the strike ends. We'll probably get back to it. But like that was like really exciting and like happy, but also like sad. And then So I'm, that wouldn't be your happiest day. No, but it was, it stands out. Like I, I adopted like a kitten this year and like the first day that I caught my big cat, like giving her a bath and like cuddling with her. I what? was like, I know he like bathes her for like two hours a day and she's just like purring just squinting like blissed out so I got my cat a kitten and he loves her and I was so overjoyed about that I was like just so stoked I've had a lot of like really happy moments that were like quite emotional like one of my best friends had a baby and getting to meet her baby for the first Aww. time was like so exciting like I got to meet two babies this year that close <laughs> friends of mine have had and that's, that's just really like sweet. such a wonderful moment it's hard for me to like pinpoint the happiest moment of the year because I feel like even though this year has been challenging in some ways, there have been like many moments of happiness that have almost been like painful in their intensity. Do you know what I mean? Like seeing my friends have like children and, and embarking in this new stage of life. And it's so joyful. It's almost painful. Like I'm so excited Aww. for them. Do you know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. Like when I feel so much love towards my parents, I'll start crying. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of that. I've been like very emotional this year. It's like, it's been a lot. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm growing up, I'm, like becoming an adult. Froze yeah. my eggs. Right. Mm -hmm. We recently both froze mm -hmm. our eggs. We recently both froze our eggs. And that was like a really exciting, like terrifying, like stressful. Yeah, it was really stressful. Process. I think like during it, I was like, oh, this isn't even like that bad. And then after the fact, like the fallout from like the hormonal changes, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that was rough. But like, I'm really proud of myself for, for doing that because I, I really want children someday. And I don't know if I'm going to have children with a man or a woman or a non-binary person, how that, how the mechanics of that is going to work when I'm ready to have children or when I want to bring life into the world. So just like knowing that that's safeguarded and also gives me more time to like work because I want to keep working for a bit longer, knowing that the future me has the option of having biological children or not. Like maybe in six years, I'll be like, I don't, I don't want to, I'd rather. Yeah. 
like foster kids or like adopt or which is a whole other thing. But, you know, I might want to raise a child in like a non-conventional way. Yeah. But if I do want to do it a more conventional way, I have that option. Like it brings me such joy, but it's also like so serious, like such a grown up decision to make. That is such a grown up. I like that you're mentioning all that because it is. now that I think about it, everything that you said is so beautiful. And now I think in the moment we don't feel the joy that we're supposed to feel. At least for me, I'm one of those people only feel joy later on when I look back and think about things. But everything Mm -hmm. you're saying right now, I'm like, what? I didn't even take a second to feel proud of myself for freezing my eggs. I just kind of did it and then moved on with my life. Yeah, exactly. It was like, this is the checklist. This is something I have to get done. And I'm doing it to safeguard like my future. Yeah, I didn't feel proud of myself. myself I should feel proud of myself. Yeah, it took me a second. Like while I was going through it, I was like... This is all good. It's like a brief moment in time. Like this discomfort won't last. It's totally fine. I've done far more uncomfortable things. It'll be good. And then after the fact, I was like, phew, it was really difficult for me to like rest after. So I was like, right, that's done. It's off the list. And now I want to start exercising again because I gained a little bit of weight during this process that has been not the most fun to come to terms with not because I look in the mirror and I'm like oh my god I hate myself my body looks different but because most of my clothes don't fit yeah at the moment and that's really annoying to go into my closet and be like I can't wear any of this but also frustrating I think it's frustrating we're now we always we try very hard to not offend anyone else so if we if something makes us feel bad by ourselves, we almost kind of go, well, there's nothing, there's anything wrong with that. But I, I, when I've gained weight, when I got off birth control, I felt I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. And it didn't matter that other people may have seen something else. Because, yeah, I didn't fit into my clothes. I didn't like what I saw. And I didn't feel comfortable in my own body because I wasn't used to it. Someone somewhere has it worse. Always, yes. always, always when it comes to anything. But you have to live with your body and inside yourself. That's exactly. your home for the rest of and your life. I- CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. My weight has fluctuated throughout my life and throughout my career. I'm a woman, I'm getting older. That's just like part and parcel of the whole thing. I think when I realized I'd gained quite so much weight, I expected to have like a more negative reaction to like what my body looks like unclothed. Like there's a bit more belly and there's more thigh and there's more hip and my boobs have gotten bigger and there's like more around my arms. My face has filled out a little bit more. And I think I was pleasantly surprised that I wasn't, super critical of like the changes in my body shape what is upsetting 
for me is I, I tried to put on some like overalls that I have, like my one pair, and they're usually a little loose and I couldn't button them up. Yeah. And I cried. And it wasn't because I don't like the way my body looks. But you're so emotional after doing that. Exactly. Crazy. It wasn't because I don't like the way my body looks like this is just where my body's at right now. And it did an incredible thing for me. Like that whole process is like kind of traumatic for your body. It's a lot. Liter- yeah. It's a lot. And like my retrieval was really intense. I had quite a lot of eggs and I I guess I was anxious going in and they had to like sedate me while I was under because my body kept moving while I was under sedate. Like it was a lot. They had to dose me up to stop my body from flinching. I had, I was reflexively flinching Wow! at the beginning of the procedure to remove the eggs. So they had to like pump me full of morphine so that my body would stop moving. Otherwise I was going to injure myself. So my recovery process was a little longer and a little bit more difficult than I think most women's, but not being able to wear my overalls <laughs> broke and you. then the realization <laughs> that I couldn't wear 90% of my closet, even the stuff that I left in there that was a little oversized, that was what did it. I was so upset because I was like, th- the weather's warming up. I had bought some stuff for summer. Yeah. I can't wear any of that now. Like I had to go to cars and like buy a little, and I don't want to spend that money. Yeah. I don't want to spend that money. I have my summer clothes. I like planned that months in advance. I can't wear any of it anymore. That's what upset me. I get that. And I think that part, a lot of people talk about less because when I was going through the egg retrieval, it seemed that a lot of women, when they were relating to me, it had to do with all the frustration they were going through the egg retrieval. And they almost felt guilty because mine was so easy peasy. And for me, the same thing. It was post-egg retrieval. I was one of the few people to get the really high percentage to be really close to this. I forgot the, the name of the word where if you have... Ovarian you have, hyperstimulation yeah. syndrome, OHSS. Yeah. And I had the different trigger shot as well because my estrogen was really high. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, like the, the leading up to... Simple. Was easy peasy. But then the post-procedure, nightmare. And because of my PCOS, my hormones were so all over the place because mm-hmm. it took so long to even regulate them, even partially. So then my I'm hormones- I'm still not regulated. I don't think I am either. My first period came really, really early, like far earlier than we expected. And I'm waiting for my second period. And now it's late. And I'm like, and I'm my period's like clockwork. Right. It's been maybe twice in my life that it hasn't been on schedule. Yeah, my period's different now too. Every every period cycle now, it goes a week later. Yeah, and I have friends who have gone through this procedure, either with partners or alone. The injection, the right up to the retrieval was a nightmare for them. They yes. hated it. Or they were like on cloud nine, like the, they responded really well to the estrogen. They were like, oh my gosh, I feel amazing. And then the retrieval was easy. Oh, But most of the women I know... The injection leading up to the retrieval was awful. That's what most people I know as well. And then post-retrieval, they had a week or two where it was rough and then they were fine. I'm a month to six weeks out and my hormones haven't stabilized. I was told, oh, that weight will just drop off. It has month. It took me a month to go back to normal, what I think is normal. But for me, it was the hormones all over the place to the point that I felt so suicidal and I just felt bad. And I remember- I had I'm a my- little blue as well. And I'm trying yeah. to figure out whether it's like, whether it's depression or whether I'm still hormonally Hormonal. imbalanced. I don't know what it I is. Googled Reddit. I looked up on Reddit because for all women answers like us. exist on Reddit. No, because when you when you look I it up, you, all the you. medical stuff are like, oh yeah, wait, you can go back to work the next day. And then I looked on Reddit, Absolutely and women are like, not. I'm so upset. My body's not the same, or I'm so hormonal. And I'm like, there's well, you my people. told me it's like two two days maybe because you tried to do too much after your retrieval, <laughs> yeah. and you ended up in bed for like four days because you tried to do too much and you made yourself sick. 
Well, it was because of also the high estrogen or whatever. And they had to scrape all the way to the top. Because oh. I also, I produced too many uh, follicles. Me too. So they had to scrape all the way to the top. So I couldn't sit or walk for three to four days. And then I was angry I, the at my doctor for not sit. telling me. I could walk, but it was like a, it was like a creep. I could have used a walker. Like I was stumbling through my apartment. I was in bed yeah. for like three, four days. And even then I was like, oh my God, like it's the most intense feeling. And it's hard for me to ever feel bad for myself. So it's more the frustration. Like, why is my body not doing what I want my body to do? No, I feel and very I guilty I like, complaining about having a lot of follicles. But to be fair, like, yes, you want more eggs because it gives you more of an opportunity for, you know, fertilization later down the track. But there's a reason they don't want you to have more yeah. than 20 to 30 harvestable eggs because your ovaries get so big it's so dangerous it's so dangerous and like both of us were on alert for ohss yeah and that legit can kill you like it can kill you yeah it's really scary i'm glad that i did it i'm I really it grateful again. that i did it i'm grateful that i don't have to do it again Me it too. was and I sincerely put like all the best wishes and best vibes for like anyone who's going through this process. I hope that you get all the eggs that you need. One round only. Many women do more than one, but I will say- I feel so intensely for those women because it's so hard. I can't, that's dedication. If someone would have told me what I'm, was, I'm a logical person. If you would have just told me you were going to go through these emotions, it's not, it's not you. It, then I would be able to do the process again. It's the fact that I didn't know and I couldn't, I couldn't connect where my emotions were oh coming my from, why yeah. my body was doing what it was doing. Truly. And I thought there was something wrong with me. That's what got me. But I was losing my mind a little bit. Me too. And like, it's a really intense process. And especially because women's hormones are so delicate. I think that just the lack of information on the process and then on how hormones function within women in general. Like I didn't know that we have multiple follicles creating eggs at various stages of maturity at all times. I didn't know that. I didn't know that we had 40 follicles and 40 eggs like marinating at any given time. Oh, I didn't know that. And that your ovaries just release whichever egg is mature when you ovulate. But you have like a bunch of eggs at various stages of maturity at all times. Oh, I thought it was only before your period or something. And then you release them and they die. Actually, I don't even know what See, I'm saying. See, we don't even know that. <laughs> We've been through this. But I didn't know that you had multiple eggs at once. Well, when my dad asked in me In various my... stages. And that's how you end up with maternal twins is two eggs are mature at the same time and then they get released. Oh. I could still be wrong. Like, how do we not know this? But because of my PCOS or the way I produce my follicles, I'm more prone to twins, they told me. Mm-hmm. Which I was but like, why? Yeah. Like, I why? Why do we not know this? I don't know. This is our literal. And that's that's also when I found out I had PCOS through that because I was producing so many follicles and they kept lowering my estrogen. And I literally had to say, wait, is that some a follower said something PCOS? Is that what I have? Oh, and the doctor goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have PCOS anyway. And I'm thinking, will anyone just effing educate me about these things? What is with these doctors? I was like, why didn't they? Well, did they assume that you already knew? Because they were worried about PCOS with me, but they did the ultrasoundy thing and they were like, there are no cysts. So I guess your just levels are high. And I'm like, that's. I think it's because a lot of women who have PCOS, it's high testosterone. And that's a women that I've also I met. don't have high testosterone. We have high estrogen. Yeah. And that's a whole different kettle bitch. I You're would the only other person I know that has high estrogen, high estrogen like instead. Me. I would almost prefer to have high testosterone because then you get a sex drive, then you have energy. Like, Wait, high estrogen mean less sex drive? Yeah. So testosterone, that's the sex drive hormone. 
I've been wondering why I feel less horny. Mm-hmm. I used to be so oh my god, I used to be so horny on That's birth control. The one. That's I got off the birth one. control. I'm not horny. I was like, I actually uh-huh. was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. And it's energy as well. It gives you testosterone gives you energy. And like I had all my levels done recently because I was like, why am I so tired? Like, why has my sex drive been so where is it? Where <laughs> where did it go? Ditto. I'm not depressed. I'm like loving life. Like what happened? And I went and got a bunch of my levels checked and they were like, technically my testosterone is within normal range, right? But it's at the lower end. And the thing is, is if it's within normal range, which is a huge range, most doctors won't prescribe hormones for premenopausal women, for women who haven't gone through menopause or women who aren't actively trying to get pregnant. Even if your testosterone is down, like scraping the bottom of the barrel, they're like, ah, oh, well, it's in normal range, so don't worry about it. Never mind the fact that like prescribing oral or topical testosterone will improve your quality of life. It'll improve your sex drive. It'll improve your energy levels. Wow. It'll improve your mood. Just bumping it up a couple milligrams. And so my my doctor put me on DHEA because that's uh, that was really low as well. And that's a building block for your body to make testosterone naturally. Because I was like, I don't know how I feel about being put on synthetic hormones at like Wait, that's so 32. interesting. Now I want to look into that. So for I started me. taking DHEA because that's just like a natural supplement that helps your body make hormones. Yeah. And it helped. When I was told that I have really high estrogen, literally my reaction, the being all my Libra placements, I was like, oh, so it just means I'm like so I'm extra girly feminine. Girl. I'm a girly girl, I'm, I'm extra girly feminine. Girl. I'm attracting all the lovers. Is that what it means? I'm like, no, it means you're going to gain a lot. You gain a lot of weight and you're going to have acne and mood swings. And I was like, that is not I mean, I look, saw. if you have too much of any hormone, you get I acne I gained 15 and pounds when I got off birth control because of my high estrogen. See, I lost weight when I got off birth control. That's most people. But I mean, it's so different for everyone because it's so sensitive. One of my best friends, she loves birth control. She loves it. It stabilizes her mood. She loses weight. It's the same as you. But for me, I I gain weight. weight. I get sad. I like. Well, for me, my sex drive dies completely. That's a lot of other people. My sex drive is so high. I can't get any of it back. Like my energy sucks. I'm a little bit depressed. I hate. And I've tried every form of birth control there is. And when I'm with male partners, it's it's condoms. It has to be because I cannot I cannot be on birth control. It makes me miserable. I just I've considered getting back on birth control, but at this point, because I had to cleanse my body and everything I went through, not being on it for almost a year now, I just can't imagine going back on it. Just yeah. less, or if some guy can come inside of me. I'm good. Disgusting. Come uh, on yourself. No, like once once you've stabilized, like post birth control, like once your body's figured yeah. itself out. And you're back to like a more regulatory whatever. I feel like that's when you notice if there's something wrong. That's like, when I because notice. you're you don't have this chemical cycle yeah. masking whatever's going on with your body. And it's like I've been off it for a couple of years, and it can take a couple of years to like stabilize. People told me six months, six months to eighteen months. It depends on the person. Yeah, but now also because I froze my eggs, I'm sure my hormones it's gonna all take over the place again. It's gonna take a while, and they don't tell you that. They're like, oh yeah, you'll be fine within a month. That's not true. It's a lie. All the doctors focus on your physical health and no one really focuses because that's where all those words come from. Oh, you're just, you're just being hormonal. Oh, you're being crazy right now. But what if I'm just having a hormone balance? There's like, just what if not, I'm not enough research devoted to women's hormone health because it's so complex. Right. Like all of these drug trials, all of like the diets you see, like intermittent fasting and like keto and 
you know, all the drug trials that they do for controlled substances, they do all of those trials with men because men have a 24-hour hormonal cycle. That's why men can get frustrated with female partners because like we don't wake up every morning like full of energy. Men do because they have high testosterone first thing in the morning. That's why men are like, yeah, I'm hit the gym every morning. Most men, I'm generalizing, but their hormonal cycle is 24 hours. So it peaks and then it ebbs and then it peaks and then it ebbs. In 24-hour cycles, ours is 30 days. What? It's 30 days. And that's why like cycle syncing and working out for your cycle is becoming a much bigger thing. But they don't do drug trials on women because it's very complex. It would take decades for them to do an accurate drug trial based on women and our hormonal cycles because it, it's different every day of the month. Wow, I'm so curious about the testosterone now that I really want to. So they do the trials on on men and then they go based on weight, based on men's metabolisms and hormones. Like, you can't really go by weight for something like, I don't know, Xanax. Like, if they gave me however many milligrams, like 20 milligrams of Xanax, I've never taken Xanax. I don't actually (laughs) know what the dosage would be for someone like me. But that's what they would give a man at my weight with a higher metabolism and a lower body fat content and a higher muscle content. So they'd metabolize it differently. That's probably too much for me because I have less muscle and I have a higher fat content, which means I'm more prone to storing different chemicals in my body because fat is, you store a lot of stuff in your fatty cells. Well, most women store a lot of fat, Mm -hmm. way more than men do. And you store shit in your fat cells. Like there's storage centers, but my metabolism isn't as high either, so I can't metabolize that much medication as fast or as effectively as a man can because my body's more prone to store things because that's, that's what it does to help keep me alive longer oh. in, in more extreme conditions on the off chance I'm pregnant. My body metabolizes medicine really fast, like it runs through it, but I think it's because of my Adderall. But then I'm a lightweight with alcohol, so I'm like, I don't understand anything. It's it's so different and changeable depending on who you are. And I could be wrong about half of this, but this is just... Like if you put me under or even if you numb me in my mouth because I'm doing a cavity or whatever, they have to keep numbing me because my body eats through it really fast. See, I'm really, really, really sensitive. I'm like very sensitive to medication and I'm very sensitive to like substances. Like I, I can't, if I have more than two coffees a day, I start to get really panicky and anxious. And it has like a whole effect on my body, like a domino effect for like weeks. And I didn't know that when I was younger. Yeah. I don't know who I am anyway. <laughs> like, I feel like everything is so confusing. I feel like I the don't. June gloom has us all like questioning why we're here. <laughs> what are we even doing? We finally have sunshine. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, please. The, just the UV, the vitamin D, please, please give some meaning and purpose to my life. It's yeah. been a bummer here in Los Angeles all month. Yeah, that's true. My next question to you is like, who am I? Can you tell, can you help me figure, I'm kidding. Where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Adelaide Kane, TikTok at Real Adelaide Kane and like, I don't really use Twitter anymore because I don't have Twitter. Talk Twitter. I've been thinking of deleting it. I might. I deleted it. Yeah. What's the point? So yeah, that's where you can find me. Okay. Well, (laughs) you guys don't forget to follow Adelaide. Make sure to catch her. Watch the rerun of Grey's Anatomy of last season. Season season that She's been on and the next season when she comes back again when the strike is over. Mm -hmm. And check out all of her new projects. Obviously, I'll put everything in the description. Feel free to DM her, but not her family. And thank you so much for enjoying this episode. I love you. Happy end of June. Bye. Bye.